0: What's up, hello? Welcome to Hack Chat. This is our Pacific Division Preview. This is our final one. I hope you are ready for it. I'm Chuck P., and with me, as always, is my favorite paper company, Dander Mifflin. Dan, what are we going to do today?
1: Oh, we are here to talk some
0: hoops and tell you what happened to Harold Minor. Behind the MacBook, we have the anchor of our AV, Gyro. It's nice to be here. We have, This is our Pacific Division preview we're really excited We've done all six if you've counted And now for these final five Teams we're going to check out these Three things one we're going to tell You a player to keep an eye out for whether It be good or bad we'll tell You who to look out for on each of these Teams two we're going to find our most interesting Lineup for each of these rosters And three our M. Night Shyamalan twist we're going to tell You the scenarios for each of these Teams at the end of the season just like every M. Night Shyamalan movie there's a good twist or a bad one. We're going to tell you what that is for each of these teams. If we're going too long, we're going to have this buzzer going on. That means we've hit five minutes. We need to move on. We're going to try and book through these things. We always have a theme for each one of these. We, we've talked about Mark Wahlberg films, Taylor Swift, Aaron Sorkin. The Pacific Division is the 2009 NBC Thursday night lineup. And here we go. And we're I'm excited start... for this one. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. We're going to start with the Los Angeles Clippers. Dan, what is the show, the program from the 2009 Thursday night lineup from NBC?
1: So I put the Los Angeles Clippers as 30 Rock. Um, main reason behind that. 30 Rock was very critically acclaimed. The Los Angeles Clippers, a lot of people really liked their lineup. Mm-hmm. But... A lot of people also were just like, you know what, Dirty Rock, not for me. Too many jokes, it's too fast, I don't get the references. I'm going to kind of not watch that show. Always critically acclaimed, but not everybody always loved it. So that's why I put the Los Angeles Clippers as my Thirty Rock, only because a lot of talent there, but there's just something missing for the you know giant and total public. Right of, Los, of the Los Angeles Clippers. Chuck P., You know, as we said, we're talking about taking an eye and keeping an eye on a guy for the entire
0: season. You've got an interesting one here. Who are you going to be watching uh, for the Clippers this season? Everyone knows the name Blake Griffin. Last year, he had a season to forget. He, he had the situation with the team manager and the injury that fell along with that. Yeah. He needs to just move on because just before that, he was an MVP candidate. He totally. was a great player. I mean, amazing athleticism and, and one of the most notable guys in the NBA. I really want him to return to that because the Clippers, they're kind of running it back again this year. They, they've got their three big guys, plus their, their, their same kind of two supporting guys. You know, they have some new blood in as far as their bench goes. Let's see if Blake if Griffin can return to that and, and help the rest of the team kind of take that, that last step with this group. You've got one of those new guys that you're keeping an eye on. Dan, who are we looking at? Well, they went out and they added, you know, like we talked about new guys. They
1: went out and added Brandon Bass and they went out and added Raymond Felton, my guy, one Mm -hmm. of my favorite players of all time, former Tar Heel, um, took them to a 2005 national championship. So I'm keeping my eye on Raymond Felton, you know, Kind of fell off the map a little bit. Went to Dallas, was under Rick Carlisle, and kind of you know rejuvenated his career. And I think alongside Chris Paul in some certain lineups, he's going to be very effective. And then with that second unit that we're going to have, he's going to be the guy that's going to kind of facilitate things and you know get a basket here and there when they need it. So I'm keep my eye on Ray Felton. He actually makes his way into my fun lineup. That if yeah, I were just you know, around him? Pulling, yeah, if I if I just putting the pieces together, I would put Chris Paul at my one, mm-hmm. Raymond Felton at my two. JJ Reddick as my three your guy Blake Griffin, as my four and then DeAndre at my five so I gotta just I got a good feeling about this uh, Clippers team this year Chuck P if a five you could put together on the floor who would you put together
0: I put in uh, a weird mix together because yeah. the Clippers, we, we seem to see the same kind of guys on the floor. I want to see a weird mix. So I have Crawford at my one and Reddick at my two. Just uh, we, a lot of scoring in, in very different ways. Uh, I'm putting Paul Pierce out because uh, I want to make sure that Paul Pierce uh, sees the floor. This is his final year. He's kind of on those last legs. Uh, he, he's been the three for a while and he played four for a bit, but I'm going to put him next to Blake Griffin. And then a guy who I loved seeing playing for the Warriors. Most Bates is now on the Clippers. I think they finally have a guy that they can really depend on off the bench. Most Bates is uh is a lot of fun to have. I think you'll really enjoy him. Uh Bryce uh I was a little disappointed that you didn't put Bryce Johnson in your lineup because another good sea guy, about you know, it. he's on there, but you know, I understand. Uh what are we looking at as far as the outlook our M Night Shyamalan twist for this LA Clippers team, Dan?
1: So my outlook on this team is just if they only had a small forward, right. you, really, you really can't rely on Wesley Johnson. Or you, are, Mute. Uh, you, you can't rely on Lucas Mute, and you really can't rely on Paul Pierce anymore. So you're going to you have to put some weird lineups together to try right. to kind of mask the fact that there really isn't a small forward mm-hmm. on the lineup. I think they're going to try to push Bryce Johnson into some of those spaces, but that's not his game. You know, He's a mid-range shooter. He attacks the rim. Uh, he's got a lot of energy, but he's not going to be able to play that small forward, small forward spot for this team. If they only had a small forward, right. they would be an upper echelon, really pushing the Warriors and the Spurs. I think they're still going to push those teams anyway, but mm-hmm. I think ultimately they'll fall short because of the lack of a small forward. Chuck P., what's your M. Night Shyamalan for this team?
0: Uh, I think second verse same as the first. I, it's going to be a very similar... Uh, outcome as they've had the last few years. I really just don't think that there's enough difference with their bench, enough difference with trying to find that final piece in the five. I mean, we saw this with Oklahoma City for a while, uh, just trying to find that spot in the two position, where, and they just couldn't find that guy that fit in. I think it's going to be the same deal with the Clippers. They're going to be really good. They're going to. I have them as my number three seed in the West. I I think they're going to win a lot of games, but. Without that final piece, I just don't think that they can take another step forward. Maybe they'll see the Western Conference Finals for the first time this year. Uh, I don't think so, but you know, we'll we'll see what happens with them. I, they're going to be good, nonetheless. They've got a right. ton of talent. Um, moving on to a team where it has a very different talent pool, the L.A. Lakers. Just across the hall, Dan. Who who are we looking at uh, as far as their NBC lineup show?
1: So in 2009, Parks and Rec had just started. Mm-hmm. So I have the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Lakers as Parks and Rec. Now, the bones were there, the structure was there. You had mm-hmm. some young, talented people, and you know. Amy Poehler, you know, kind of being her like first thing from Saturday Night Live. So you kind of watched it for the first time. You had a a young Aziz Ansari. Mm -hmm. You're kind of looking at this thinking like, oh, okay, this could be good. But it wasn't quite there yet. Mm -hmm. So that's how I feel about this Lakers team. You can look at the roster and say, D'Angelo Russell, really good player. Jordan Clarkson, young player. Just brought in Brandon Ingram, another really young player. Julius Mm -hmm. Randle, we talked about early in our preseason uh, pod. It's just another young guy. If these guys can just really mold themselves and shape themselves into a quality core unit, mm-hmm. we're looking at a team that's really going to just you know strive, kind of like that 2009 Parks and Rec show. It strived into what it you know made its way into as a show that was critically acclaimed for really a really long time. So mm-hmm. I have a good feeling. Not going to make a huge jump this year, but I think it's going to be really good that Luke Walton has taken over and kind of going to push these guys in a, uh, a really good direction. Chuck, with all that being said. Who are you going to keep your eye on with this new-look, young Lakers team?
0: Well, if you were there for our mock draft, you learned that I was a big Brandon Ingram fan. Uh, yes. I would have taken him number one overall over Ben Simmons. I think this guy is going to be a special talent in the NBA. Uh, he needs to get his body to catch up with his skill level. Um, right. he, he needs to get that NBA body ready. Um, but I'm ready to throw him in uh, as far as rookie of the year candidate, obviously, but I think he's going to be a great scorer. I can't wait to see what Brandon Ingram's going to do. Who are you keeping your eye on, Dan?
1: A guy you actually had in our preseason pod uh, when we were taking a look at all the
0: awards, Uh,
1: Julius Randle. I really like Julius Mm -hmm. Randle. Um, He plays with a lot of energy. He's very strong. He goes to his right and spins back to his left as good, if not better, than anybody in the NBA. He's going to be... You know, he's kind of a tweener. He's not necessarily he doesn't have the size to be a full-on power forward, but he plays hard enough to play mm-hmm. that position. He could be a Draymond type guy where he can take the ball off of a rebound and attack. I think Luke Walton is gonna have him do that in yep. the system. So I'm yep. keeping my eye on him, and he actually makes his way into my crazy fun lineup that mm-hmm. if I were to put the Lakers on the floor, I'd put D'Angelo Russell as my my point guard. I would put Jordan Clarkson as my shooting guard, your mm-hmm. guy Brandon Ingram as my small forward. I put Lul Dang as my power forward, and then, as I just talked about, Julius Randle as my my five, and a small ball, spread it out, run up and down the floor, attack and get shots. It'd be a fun lineup to be around. I think it'd be a really cool thing to see. We might even see it this season. Chuck P., who are you putting on the floor together?
0: Funny enough, I have the exact same lineup, but I switched Dang and Ingram from three and four. Just because at that point, when you're doing those small ball lineups, those are kind of interchangeable positions. Right. Uh, I mean, depending on your switches. I mean, really, what position are you playing? But uh, it really depends on who you're guarding at that point. Um, And And I don't
1: think Ingram's. Strong enough to guard guys Yeah I blocks. think you're right I think, I think funny, you're yeah. right
0: But you know I, it, I I just thought it'd be fun To put him there At the four. Totally, Um yeah. I, I think that this is gonna be A fun team to watch The flashes of um, You know You have a lot of guys Who are You're just curious about I mean Especially with Uh with um Yi, oh gosh, I can't, I can't say, Jin the Chinese guy, Jun Lin, uh, I mean, Larry Nance Jr., it could be a guy, I mean, Swaggy P's still on this team, still on the you team. know, you, you just keep, get to watch different flashes, Um, my M. Night Shyamalan here is, uh, I, I think we're going to see some players take a step forward, we're going to see those great flashes, but they're not going to be able to put it all together on the court quite yet, they still haven't gotten their Chris Traeger, as far as our, our Parks and Rec uh, Francisco. Nice. Um, they're going to find something there, but I, I think Luke Walton will take them forward. I think Ingram's going to get better and better as the season goes on. I mean, look for him post all-star. Uh, I think he's going to be great. So we'll, we'll, see what happens. Um, Dan, what are you thinking?
1: I'm thinking D'Angelo Russell is just going to be a bad dude. I mm-hmm. mean, I
0: think he's just going to have an awesome
1: season. I think no Kobe there. He's going to kind of get the reins to the whole thing. He's going to be able to drive the bus and it's going to be really good. Now, there will be the up and down. He'll probably have a couple games here and there, like, who is this guy? But the second half of the year when he was really kind of turned the thing over from Kobe to him, Mm -hmm. he had a really good second half to the season. I think he's just going to continue from where he left off and start the season that way. Plus, he can high-five himself. He already did that in the preseason, which I thought was really funny. There's a lot of hotline uh, going, too. uh, Yeah, uh, I think he's going to do really well, and that's going to be the guy I'm going to keep my eye on. If if I were a Laker fan – I think I'd be really excited, not for what's going to happen this upcoming season, but for what we're going to be watching three, four years from now. Uh,
0: I think we got to keep our eye on the whole swaggy <laughs> D'Angelo Russell thing because, man, that's it, they're still on the same team. Like, why? Why would they do that? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe bringing in Luke Walton will change some of that. Um, we'll see what happens. The it's Phoenix it's Suns. It's right. I'm thinking they are the show community. This is a show that I absolutely love. And so I I was really glad when we were going through all the different uh, scenarios here, what teams we had to match up. They're definitely the Phoenix Suns because it's a very unique sense of humor. If you watch community, you gotta look for it. You gotta be the one like wanting to see that. And it's gonna be the same with the Phoenix Suns. You gotta be like wanting to see a certain style of play. Is it right. gonna be incredible on a large scale? No, but for those people who really like it, they're gonna love it. And trust me, I'm gonna love it. You know why? Because they got Devin Booker. Who am I looking for? Devin Booker! Okay. I'm so okay. excited. Don't yell. I love I love Devin, I Devin oh, Booker. I love Devin Booker. I'm oh, so boy. excited. First off, he made me look really, really smart when we were talking about the three point contest last year when he was like, oh, yeah, who knows what's going to happen? I was like, I'll tell you the finals are going to be Steph, Clay, Devin Booker. And who was it? Steph, Clay, Devin Booker. L- that was like, boom, real. Uh, Ch- Charlie knows a little bit about basketball, so I felt a little good about that. But, man, this guy just looks so fun. Also, apparently, he's a jerk, like, on the court. Like, he is just the biggest D-bag, and that's so exciting because I really uh, – Phoenix needs some attitude. They and do. I'm, I'm so pumped for that. Oh, it's going to be incredible. Dan, who are you keeping your eye on for the Phoenix Suns?
1: So I like the draft picks of uh, Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender. I think mm-hmm. they're both going to be guys that are going to develop as the season goes on. And none one of them gonna really be huge looks slash like
0: – Say that again. One of them really looks like Bo Burnham, so that's a good. Place. Yeah,
1: Dragon Bender. Dragon Bender looks, looks Bo Burnham. exactly like Bo Burnham. Uh, but I th- I'd say I'm going to keep my eye on Alex Len. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seven footer. You know, I think Tyson Chandler is definitely on his way out, so I think we're going to see a lot more of Alex Len this season. Uh, we saw a lot of him last season. We showed flashes of being able to put together double double games, put together the ability to guard the three feet in front of the rim. Um, Again, a lot of learning that is going to be taking place with this young Phoenix Suns team. I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to see anything super exciting as far as making runs to the playoffs uh, or anything like that, but just a lot of learning, a lot of getting these guys accustomed to playing with each other. Mm-hmm. I think Alex Lynn is going to be a big part of that for him. So I'm keeping my eye on that. Uh, he actually makes his way into the five mm-hmm. that I put together Is just if I were running the show, if I were Earl Watson, let me put a guy, let me put this group out on the floor, where I put Brandon Knight at my point guard. Eric Bledsoe as my shooting guard, Devin Booker as my uh, small forward, just a lot of shooting, running. Nobody's uh, really caring about matchups. Let's just put those three guys on the floor together. Mm-hmm. T.J. Warren is my power forward, and then Alex Len is my uh, my uh, center in there. Chuck P. We have a similar feel. Who yeah. are you looking at there?
0: I got Knight at my one. Uh, I put Devin Booker as my two, just keeping him in his spot. Uh, T.J. Warren is my three. Dragon Bender at four because I really want to see Bo Burnham play basketball. Uh, yep. And, you know, I just, I just want to see a lot of movement. Alex Len at my five. I think this is another guy who, I mean, he was a top five pick. I, I, I think he's got a lot of talent. We'll see what happens with him. Yeah. Uh, I think their offense will take a, a, a step forward. I think they're going to have issues on D. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored against them throughout most of the year. Yeah. Right. Um they're gonna be in sort of that uh I don't know, like eight to twelve range in the lottery, I think. They're gonna miss out on the playoffs. That's my M night prediction. Dan, how do you think this season's gonna end? So community is probably best known for the pillow fight episodes, where it's oh, like no, really no. long... it's really long definitely the the paintball gun episodes.
1: So the paintball gun episodes, Yes. Yeah. So you have those yeah. and you have the pillow fight episodes. So you yeah, have like the, the highest of the high moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I feel like you're going to have a couple of those this season where you're going to have Bledsoe, Booker, and Knight all put it together on the same mm. night, and you're going to be like, wow, this team you know, kind of has some really cool things going. But you're not going to get that on a night-in, night-out basis, mm. kind of like people we like, are like, I don't like the show, I like the show, I'm really not into it, I don't get it. So you'll have the high highs, mm. um, but most of the time people won't get it, and right. that's going to be what this is for the Phoenix Suns this season.
0: I, I think you're right on the money. I, I think we both have them missing the playoffs. Another team we both have missing the playoffs. Surprise, surprise, <laughs> the Sacramento Kings. What show oh, matches boy. up well with the Sacramento Kings, Dan?
1: So in 2009, there was a weird thing that happened with Conan O'Brien, Jay Leno, and The Tonight Show at 1130. Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, let's have the best of both worlds. Let's move Jay Leno to 10 p.m. And that way we can keep Conan O'Brien on that contract that we told him he was going to have The Tonight Show on and everyone's going to be happy. The problem was it was super weird and nobody (laughs) liked it. And nobody watched it and nobody wanted to see Jay Leno running around with his car collection, doing big things with his chin and making the (laughs) news line stuff. No one wanted to see it. No one cared about it. Everyone turned it off and Mm -hmm. Jay knew that they were turning it off. So he said, hey, I want to go back to 1130 and cause this huge thing. And then people started paying attention to their big
0: tiff there. Yeah. Exactly,
1: and this is just a bad situation in Sacramento. This is a really bad situation. You have maybe the weirdest personality in all of sports. I mean, I don't think I'm going out too far in a limb by saying DeMarcus Cousins is one of the most weird guys as far as talent to his personality. They just Mm -hmm. don't match. Like He's so talented, but his personality is so weird that you can't rein him in to really be productive. We talked about this last season where... If he is your guy, your franchise guy, that's kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's so talented that you just kind of live with it. And outside of DeMarcus, there isn't a lot here. Right. Uh, and I just think that they've lost you know, Rondo, they lost Bellinelli, they lost Butler, they lost the other Curry. So uh, it's just a, not a good situation. This is going to be right. one of those bottom teams in the West that just gets rolled up on every night. Mm-hmm. Chuck P., with all that being said, if you watch this team, who are you going to keep your eye on?
0: Well, I was always a Willie Collie Stein fan uh, when yep. he was in college, when he was playing um, for Kentucky. And I don't, I, I just, I found him fascinating. Uh, I don't think he's a very good, I, I mean, he's not a good offensive player. I think he's a really fun defensive guy. I would love to see how he protects the room. And it's kind of one of those guys who's like, he, he seems to like brush things off or just like, ignore the bad stuff and he like just like ah all right that's going on all right I'm gonna do my own thing I'm really excited to see Willie Kelly Stein just try and get away from all of the horrible things happening around him because exactly. he, he, they can't get a point guard to stay on the floor because Ty Lawson's already in trouble and they already have another coach and Dave Yeager and it's just oh my gosh I don't I don't know what's <laughs> gonna happen and I'd
1: say that's like the big—that's the only thing keeping this thing together—is mm-hmm. you know Dave Yeager's a really good coach. So like, if if there's any kind of success, it, it completely goes toward how good of a coach Dave Yeager is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's going to put Willie Cauley Stein in some really cool positions to do some things defensively and you know work on rotations and know where to be. He's going to mm-hmm. be able to do that with him. Uh, a guy I don't know if he'll be able to do those things with is Ben Mclemore um all the talent in the world Mm -hmm. um but i don't know that he is going to be able to put it all together uh this season i hope dave yeager can be the guy to help kind of massage some of that out of him and get him on the floor to really you know take all the talent that he has and produce but i don't know he's gonna be able to do that but he's gonna be a guy i'm gonna keep my eye on. he was a first round pick um you know highly touted coming out super athletic great shooting mechanics Um, but just really hasn't put it together since he's been in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keep an eye on him. to See if Dave Yeager will be able to do anything with him. Chuck, with these guys and this weird (laughs) kind of mishmash of people, what lineup did you put together to go out of the floor?
0: I went with the lineup that is uh, most likely to recreate the malice in the palace. Uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> which is um ty lawson Aaron afalo matt barnes willie Colley stein and and demarcus cousins i mean if anyone's gonna go fight people in the stands it's these five guys that's true and uh well it might be those four guys and then willie cully stein's like what are we doing <laughs> like what's happening what? i mean these are these are each guys that have just like been in a bit of trouble and I." Uh, I can see things going very interesting and very horrible for this team. So that's the five guys I decided to throw together. Dan, how about yourself?
1: Well, I feel like Willie Colley Stein would have been like a really good third friend in Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Yeah. I don't know why. I just oh, like you're a really good third friend. Uh, but the lineup I'm putting together is Darren Collinson as my point guard, Aaron O'Fallo as my shooting guard, mm. Rudy Gay as my three, Boogie as my four, and Kosi Kufos as my five. Kosey so Kufos. Costa Kufos. Yeah, Ohio State guy. For yeah,
0: Let's
1: go so yeah, Chuck. <laughs> I mean, what's the twist? There's no twist.
0: Like, There's no twist. This one's just—we're going in knowing this is bad. This is a—they're yeah. gonna top three pick. I almost guarantee it because I mean, if you're the number number one worst team in the league, you, you get either one, two, or three. Now you're gonna have the Brooklyn Nets behind you, so you fight from that. But man, it's not gonna be great. I I think Demarcus Cousins might get traded. I, I feel like i demanded
1: if I were him. Like, look, get me out of here. Like, right. I don't I don't want to play here. Hey, but knew, you gotta bring a brand new
0: arena, man. It's gonna be nice. New yeah, locker room. It, but, it'll be comfy seats, I think. I don't know. But this is this is bad. This yeah, is it's not you know good.
1: this this is M. Night Shyamalan's devil. Bad. Like this is just bad. <laughs> oh, so what's Vladdy yeah, gonna do? Yeah. What is Vladdy
0: gonna do? I don't um, know. Last but certainly not least, wow! Let's we talk about the here. Golden State Warriors. My goodness, they are the office. In 2009, Naturally. they were in their heyday; they were killing it. And then what did they do? They went out and got Ed Helms and just blew the roof off the doors. Like I don't—that didn't make any sense. But I don't care. Like it, it's—they have Durant now. The the Warriors won 73 games, and now they have Durant. Like, what's going to happen? I'm yeah. so excited.
1: That's a lot. That's I mean, and, like you look at the losses. I mean, you lose Andrew Bogie. You lose Harrison Barnes, Spates, Leandro uh, Barbosa, like, Festus Zeal. You, like, you lose major guys to this lineup. Yes, but then you look true. at their team, and it's like, they still have eight, nine guys that are incredible. Yeah. How did they put this all together? This is this is amazing. Right. Like, I, I don't understand it. Like, it's so much talent in one franchise that it's really hard to wrap your head around Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's this is your team I'm taking it over who are you keeping your eye on what are you keeping your eye on tell me about your guys
0: here's the here's the one kicker Draymond Green has already been a little crazy and then he got real crazy offseason um and we we've seen the 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 kicks to the to the Hibberts that he's been pulling on some people which have not been good um we we've He's had some issues. I think the season really depends on how well he A, um, keeps his own head, and B, if they face adversity, how is Draymond Green going to respond? Right. Um, I, I think that I, I'm worried about him, and there's, there's a chance that he might cause an issue. If he stays Pat, we're golden. We're golden. Yeah. It's going to be great. The death yeah. lineup is going to be deadlier than ever. And yes. it's going to be amazing, and I'm super excited about it. But it's all on Draymond. I'm thinking well, he's the key. Uh, mm-hmm. He's
1: you know had a really weird offseason. season. Yeah. You know he had the thing with his phone and sending out pictures that I don't want to discuss too much into this podcast. Uh, he had a, a really weird time with the Olympic team. Like right. you know different reports came out it about he didn't role. fit in, didn't yeah. play, like was just a you know, trouble to be around. Mm-hmm. Hearing more and more that he you know, goes out a little more, um, you know, as far as being out <laughs> on the town, that the Warriors right. are a little concerned about this side of this thing for him. Um, he's the key. If if he figures it all out and plays like we are accustomed to seeing him play, this team is going to just destroy everybody. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's, um, you know, a dynamic enough personality in the locker room that could really rub people and push people away from each other as opposed to together. So I, I think he is definitely the key to the entire thing. Right. I agree with you. Uh, but, I mean, if shoot, if he plays like anything, this team is going to just run everybody. Guy I'm keeping my eye on, I don't know that he'll even ever play, but I was just surprised he was still in the NBA, is JaVale McGee. Yeah. I forgot he was on the team. Forgot he was on an empty team in the NBA. Uh, they're gonna need size. Like right. that's the thing with this team is mm-hmm. they they lost a lot of the rib protection. They lost a lot of the the ability to rebound and kick and go. Mm-hmm. Uh JaVale McGee brings some of that size, has been in the league for a long time. He might be a guy that has to steal minutes here and there at that five spot for the Warriors. Um, he's you know always had the potential to be a dominant center in the NBA. I think being around this crew of guys could be really good for him and kind of lift him up from you know what we thought he would give me to actually being that. So i right. uh, keep
0: my eye on JaVale McGee. I love JaVale. I, I mean, he just has a fun personality and it, it's good to have a good personality on the bench for the Warriors. I mean, yeah. uh, Bazemore was that guy a few years for them. Um, I mean, back two or three years ago. And uh, it, it's just fun to have a bench guy that's going all out. For, I mean, it was, uh, must be three, four years ago. Oh, my gosh, we're getting old. Um, the guys who I'm looking to see on the floor, I put Steph at my one. I really like seeing him play at the same time as Sean Livingston, just because yeah. it's another guard who has length who can go play D. Uh, Clay Thompson, I think, um, might be one of the best players in the NBA, uh, especially both ways. I think that he's going to make an uh, all-defensive roster this year. Uh, as well as I I have uh, Draymond Green winning... The uh, defensive player of the year And I have Iggy at my four I just really like those guys It's another one of those lineups That you can put together And I, then you have Durant Just resting up And you know Just getting just, ready to play in the Just next hanging one. out Yeah yeah no, You don't even need him At that point Right uh, <laughs> Dan, Just throwing who, up Just throwing
1: up Three point signs After people are making shots yeah, From yeah, the yeah, bench Yeah
0: That's all you need That's fine Well That's I mean right. they're gonna be up Like 18 feet in the air Because he has the longest arms That have ever existed right. But Yeah uh, and the fact that
1: he's still <laughs> listed At 6'9 is ridiculous <laughs> He's 7 feet tall. Right. Everyone knows it. Just put it in there. So I'm putting On his Tinder, 7 he's 7 feet tall. Tinder, yeah, I'm putting my <laughs> I'm putting his 7 foot body at power forward uh-huh. in this lineup. I'm putting Draymond Green as my five spot, mm-hmm. putting Andre Iguodala as my three, Clay Thompson as my two and then Steph as my one. Love that it. lineup is a problem. And my M Night Shyamalan is just watch out. Like mm-hmm. that they they have so much talent. They have so many guys. I mean, we'll be talking about this team the entire season, as we you know do the podcast throughout the year, yep, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll let you kind of do the last part of it, because this is well, your squad. Yeah, Bring yeah. us home.
0: Well, actually, uh, getting into this, going into our M Night, I wanted to talk about our championship picks. That's we right. We haven't made yes. our championship picks. And so, uh, Dan, I'm going to go over the team I have for the East and the West Finals, and okay. who I have in the Finals, and okay. who I have winning the Finals. And All I right. think it's Very pretty good. simple. I'm going basically chalk here. Because I think that the good teams in the NBA are the good teams. I'm thinking Warriors-Spurs in the Western Conference Finals, and I'm taking the Warriors to advance. I'm thinking Cavs, and I'm going Celtics in the East because I think those are the two best teams in the East, and I have the Cavs moving on. We have the rematch. I like the Warriors. I think Durant is the missing piece. And you know, I mean, if you look, watch that finals go into seven games, if a ball bounces a few different ways in a few different spots, we have a five-game series that the Warriors wrapped up. You know, it's it, it, a lot of things just bounced a different way, and, and I think that if you have Durant, you are limiting those bad bounces. Dan, what are you thinking as far as the championship for the NBA Finals?
1: So. I'm going out west first. Mm I'm uh, doing a little something different than you. I'm going Uh Warriors Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. I'm having the Warriors come out of the west. Mm -hmm. And then out of the east, I'm going chalk from what I had as predictions. I'm having the Cavs play the Pacers in the Eastern Conference Finals. I love the Pacers pick. And I have the Cavs coming out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to have the Cavs. I'm going to have a rematch. We're bringing it back. We're running it back. Uh, I'm having the Cavs play... The warriors in my nba championship um should i go ahead and reveal yeah, my uh my finals champion
0: yeah i think i know where this is going though so i
1: have the Cavs yeah back to back over top of the warriors yeah but in the NBA what championship. about and a um... lot of that has to do with just lebron james uh we haven't really talked about him too much yet but I mean, what he did at the end of the season last year was just incredible. Was uh, and some of the preseason games I've watched so far this year, especially the one he played in Columbus, yep. he looks like he's in incredible shape. Mm-hmm. You have Kevin Love, who also looks like he has spent a lot of time this offseason getting his body right, where he didn't have the ability to do that last season. Right. And you have Kyrie Irving, who believes he's the best player in the NBA. And I might be right there with him. Mm-hmm. He's phenomenal. He's in the upper echelon of guys, and he's mm-hmm. in the discussion for one of the best players in the league. I think those three things, plus just this team has played together, the whole band's back together. You have the mixture of the the bigs on the inside, the ability to play on the outside. They can play small. They've got shooting. They have everything, mm-hmm. and they don't have to worry about the addition of a huge player you know, personality, a huge piece that goes into the season. So I I think that the Warriors Cavs is gonna be the matchup, and I think the Cavs are gonna knock off the Warriors in the NBA championship.
0: (sighs) All right. Fine. Fine. (laughs) Whatever. Um look, the Cavs are really, really good. (laughs) Yeah they are. I mean it's it's hard to argue with it. I like the Warriors. You like the Cavs? we'll see what happens at the end of the year you just got to keep watching see how i uh react <laughs> that's right. uh, we've got our, our fresh new youtube channels and facebook pages if you've missed any of our other divisional previews check out those pages you'll be able to get caught up real quick they're also going to be at the gamehouse.com that's h-a-u-s gamehouse.com check out all of the other nba stuff they have going on it's going to be phenomenal. Check out all of our, I mean, we, I talked about YouTube. If you could subscribe, rate and review, do that for iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Store, all those pieces. It really helps us get a little bit more notoriety. It'll make this a little bit more fun when we have more people contributing. Uh, get a part of the conversation. Check us out on Twitter, hack underscore, uh, underscore chat. Uh, check out Tim Piscitelli. He made our music, check out his SoundCloud page and all the stuff he's got going on too. Uh, we have, yeah. I mean, links out the wazoo. Check out our Twitter, check out our Facebook. You'll be caught up really quick. Hold on. Excited for this whole year. Guys, 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 we,
1: we just made it through the entire preview. Yeah. And we all of them. talked. We talked about the entire. We talked about all of the NBA. Yes. All of them. Uh, all thirty. Can we spend? You know, we, we went fast. We didn't even have the buzzer one time, so I know we've got a couple extra minutes left over. Hold on, can I canceled
0: we... the buzzer on the last one, so don't. No. Annuity. Yeah. Did we use? Look, uh, notes, I just right. want to talk about Harold Miner. We talked about Can the we, championship, man. Like we episode episode one. You wanted we, to talk about JaVale, little, McGee, now, Javale McGee, and now I should have just I should have just snuck
1: Harold Miner yeah. into a player that I'm excited to watch this season, and, just, and then just
0: revealed that it oh, and it actually revealed. wasn't Bradley Beal, it was Harold Miner. No Yeah No. So can but. we
1: talk about them next You know first episode of the season When we really jump into things Can we Can we just do a little A All little
0: Harold right. Minor talk uh, We'll reevaluate for season two Awesome we'll thank re-evaluate. you I appreciate the evaluation Alright well Until then Travel safe Be good to one another Ball out